This podcast is sponsored by Happy Warrior Kava. Be a happy warrior. Drink, relax, and enjoy the strong and smooth taste of the best-selling kava in the islands. Happy Warrior Kava. Aloha and welcome to this episode of H&N Overtime, the Hawaii News Now sports podcast. I am one half of your host, Kyle Chinen, joined by, as always, Davis Pittner. The other half. The other half, the better half, some would say. I would say the better half. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is in the nicer shirt today. I am in a nicer shirt. I Look love at him. Shirt. He is styling today. Appreciate He's it. looking fly, my friend. No, and we have a fly. Stop that, ep- Kyle. We have a fly episode two coming we up. Do. We have one of our own on this episode, I know. Guys. We, 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 we pulled from in-house today. Yeah, we did. And I think it's a good person to pull from. Mm-hmm. You might know him from our 4 o'clock show. Yep, first And four. occasionally on This Is Now, Yep, Mark Carpenter. Mark Carpenter. The, the one Hold on. The Emmy Award winning Sorry, yeah. Mark Emmy Carpenter. Award winning Emmy Mark Carpenter. Emmy Award winning Mark Carpenter of first of four fame. But he is much more than that, as he we find out. He is much more. Absolutely. You know, he was... Big time sports reporter, right? California, and then covered he, some pretty cool teams. Especially, it's one pretty, would say one of the best NBA alrighty, teams, man, we in get the it. country. Let, let's let's remind our audience that Davis Pittner is a Golden State Warriors fan to the core. Represent. Um, the comments made by Mr. Pittner does not reflect others on this program, nor do they reflect the views of the rest of our company. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, but you know. It, it was cool. It was fun to talk with Mark. You know, he was there when, you know, the Golden State Warriors were on an absolute mm-hmm. tear in the NBA, you know, in 2016 and beyond. Um, we talk about a little bit of his background and how he got into sports um, here uh, in Hawaii um, before making the switch to the Bay Area. Um, but yeah, some people that he interviewed, too. A lot of big names. People. And, yeah. you know, kind of just the start of his career, what made him successful, and then his journey back to Hawaii. Right. I overall, it was it's really cool to kind of, you know, see what see what Mark Carpenter is all about. Yeah, I see mean, see what all happens with him. I think for some of our newer viewers or anything that just kind of know him from first at four, you know, might not know that he was here back in the early two thousands as a sportscaster mm-hmm. before going to the Bay Area and coming intern back. first, intern and then yeah. sports. I mean, we're yeah. all we're all three of us were products of the internship route we for this for this company, but it was super fun and. You know, it's always nice to catch up with some coworkers. You know, we're always running around and being busy, you, you yourself included. You know, today was a busy day for you. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, just getting being able to sit down, talk story with them, talk story with Mark. It was so it was it was fun. It was fun. So you know what, Kyle? Yeah. Let's take us to the interview. Yes, sir. everyone we are joined by our very own mark carpenter co-anchor for first at four here on yep. hawaii news now also, also the the tallest person in the newsroom yes oh yes what do you mean yes. yeah i mean I, I was thinking kiahi but yeah yeah they're kind of close yeah maybe i'll go stand by kiahi's desk today and we can <laughs> we can settle it <laughs> we can settle this exactly no it is so cool having you here mark oh, uh, thank you. really for appreciate me. you 
being on here, uh, you know, as a sports legend, sports both here alumni. and sports yeah, alum, I, both here I, and yeah. the viewers of your program may be wondering what would I even be doing on <laughs> a, a sports podcast? Would like what can I add? So <laughs> no, I think people will be. I mean, I guess for the newer viewers that just know you, I guess from first at four. Uh, might not have known your background a little bit. They but don't know the know, backstory. They don't know the backstory. <laughs> That's they what we're here for. We're here Mark. for the real Mark Carpenter. Who is the real Mark Carpenter? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Turns into Other Side of Paradise, the investigative yeah, podcast. We but we no, go. we're here to talk about sports. Obviously, you have a rich background in sports. Just kind of talk about, you know, what got you into this, into the business, and into um, sports journalism um, from the from the jump? Yeah, well, I, I think I have like you know a similar trajectory with a lot of you know s- sports media people, right? I, I, so I mean, my my love of sports started from a very young age. I was always fascinated by it. Um, I knew pretty early on that I was never going to be you know an all star athlete or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, well. I enjoy writing. I enjoy telling stories. And so when I was in high school, I joined the school newspaper. I had a column. Uh, I parlayed that into, you know, I, I, you know, when I went to Hawaii Pacific University, uh, I had a column there as well. And then I, that's when I started my internship uh, here at Hawaii News Now during my first go around here. So that was in, gosh, 2010. Uh, I was uh-huh. an SPJ intern. I always told myself that when I'm going to do an internship, I'm going to learn as many things as possible. So, you know, shooting, writing, editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always kind of like lurking around the sports desk. Yeah. Uh, Chris Tanaka and Mike Cherry were there at right. the time. Oh, yeah, so I'm yeah. like, okay, is there like anything I can go out on? Is there any story or is something you need shot, something you need transcribed? <laughs> just anything, kind of just hanging around, right? Um and then it was just a, a just kind of a crazy whirlwind where you know as an intern, I joined the staff, and then I was working in news, and then I was doing we- weekend assignment editor. An opportunity opened up where I was helping out more in sports. Right. I was kind of yeah. you know taping stand ups on the side and trying to put my <laughs> own little tape together. You know how that goes, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's just okay. Here we're at a UH football practice. Can I? you know, record something for 10 to 15 seconds just so I have me on camera talking about this, right? right? I need visual proof that I was here. Um, And so, you know, that turned into taping um, sportscasts. And so I got on air and then spent a few years on air covering a variety of UH football teams. I was here Mm -hmm. during... Uh, Norm Chow, uh, Gib Arnold (laughs) for uh, UH basketball and, you know, my gosh, a, a ton of high school sports, what was right, happening right. with Marcus yeah. Mariota. And then my wife and I, we moved to the Bay Area in 2015, mm-hmm. August of 2015. Um, just a crazy whirlwind of sports over there. I mean, we oh, jumped. I'm sure you have oh, so oh, yeah. many things going on yeah. over there. Oh, I mean. Like you the just, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into the Warriors talk. I mean, but, you know, I mean, speaking about that, when we moved to the Bay Area, right. so, you know, you go from Hawaii where we're covering – UH football, and, you know, it, it is busy mm-hmm. year-round here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that is just amplified even more when you get to the Bay Area. Sure. I mean, right when we moved up there, that was the um, thick of the Warriors' 73-win season. Right. That was when the Super Bowl was going to be in the Bay Area, uh, Super Bowl 50 right. at, at Levi Stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just, you know, year after year, and you really get to see an up-close look at how – the sports calendar really unfolds right so yeah that, that was quite a time what is it like covering those events because you know we're so 
you know, close to just covering UH yeah. you know, events. And, you know, it, it's a big thing here in Hawaii. Absolutely. But like you were saying, in California, it's like 10 times amplified over there because you have so much going on. What is it like covering all those different sports? Well, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it, it really is multitasking. And then you come to a point where you're trying to prioritize, okay, well, what are we going to do here? we got 49ers minicamp starting up. Okay? <laughs> right, gonna, right, right. We, we need to get some of this, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we have the Warriors playoff game. Um, so when we were living in the Bay Area, um, they we covered – my gosh, I covered four NBA finals, so wow. 2016 wow. to 2019. That was when the Warriors just yeah. kept going, yeah. right? Um, they went to five straight, but yeah, we were there for four. Right. Yep. Um, and just when you're covering those events, you really see just how much media and how much attention that these teams generate. Yeah. And it, it is just a, a, a surreal scene. You're talking about media coming from all over the country, yeah. all around the world. You know, specifically during the the 2016 run, when the Warriors were going for back to back titles, they had the the, the 73 wins. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph Curry was in his second straight MVP season. You just start to see how you know. For example, when you're at practice, when you go there during a you know a, a regular season uh, November game. Okay, yeah. you. I mean, you'll have all the local media there, and you'll have some have some national writers. So right. you're talking about you know. 10 people at a time, but as the season goes on, as the win streak is building up, as the playoffs are approaching, then you just are in a crowded mass every (laughs) single time. No, seriously, you'd have to go to practice two, two and a half hours early just so you would ensure a spot in line in front of of the players. So it was a constant fight, what do you say, to like... Just get room to even space anywhere no, to yeah, get this. Absolutely. I mean, you're you're really planning your day around it. Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. how it was with the Warriors. Um, that's how it that that's how it is. I mean, on a nonstop basis in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when when you're when you're back in the finals, it, it really is a um, it, it is a different animal. I mean, you y- you know you you talk about like just having the the basically plan your day around that. Um, you you mentioned to us a little bit off camera is just. You know, the difference between, like, how much access you get, say, in, like, the NBA and the NFL. Talk about just those interactions with these players, with these coaches, these, you know, superstar athletes. You know, you reach a certain point where, you know, you need to take a step back and just realize, like, what kind of team and and what kind of access you do have. And I will say this, that the NFL and the NBA, in terms of access, um, I I would say it's, it's, it's like day and night. The NFL... It's very controlled and very regulated, and I understand why. All right, mm-hmm. there are a lot of you know. It just I think football in general, football coaches in general, and just um, it, it's just you have one to two availabilities per week. You have limited time with the players, and then you get yeah. to Sunday. That's it. That's your job. On to next week. In the NBA, what was so surprising to me when I when I first started there was how much access you did have, um, and some would even say there's almost too much access um, because <laughs> no seriously because I mean there would be times where you go and cover a morning Warriors practice okay mm-hmm. let's say the Warriors have a game day mm-hmm. okay you go and cover the morning shoot around at you know ten o'clock in the morning yeah they have a game that night they have another press conference with the head coach. Um, about an hour and a half before game time and then you have the game and then yeah. you have more access afterwards and wow. so when oh you God. no no and so that allows an opportunity and you understand why and then you really get an up close 
look as to how, you know, you see pieces like um, how ESPN writers, how mm-hmm. people with Sports Illustrated and, and Yahoo, how you're able to get those in-depth, in-depth pieces. That's because you have an opportunity to cultivate mm-hmm. relationships. Right. And so you talk about some beat writers that are there at all those times. Right. That is an opportunity to get FaceTime with players and talk with the coaches. It is not even about getting a story. It's just a talk story. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying yeah. to get a, a, a headline out of you here. I just want to talk. And mm-hmm. so players remember that. Coaches remember that. And so when you're there constantly, when you're traveling with the team, um, you know, the, the team really picks up on that. You know, Kyle and I went to the Raiders game over in Vegas, mm-hmm. and that, that was such a cool experience yes. for us to yeah. be on the field, to be by those huge athletes that were significantly right. yeah. taller than it's us. It's crazy up close, it's right? crazy. Right. No, it's a whole other thing. I'm like looking up, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We, we were like, you built okay, this way. That, that, <laughs> that's why we played college ball at small schools. This <laughs> yeah. is the difference. This <laughs> is the reason why. Uh, what what would you say is one of your favorite moments of your kind of career over in California? What do you say? Like a particular event that you went to, a game? What would you say okay. is your favorite? Well, so there are, I, I would say two that stick out. So one just is for personal reasons was Super Bowl 50 because I'm a huge Denver Broncos wow. fan. And so yeah. um, when I saw that it was most likely going to be Peyton Manning's last year. Right. Um, my wife and I, we traveled to Denver the weekend, or the two weeks before for the AFC title game yeah. against the Patriots, which they won. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, wait, like they win the AFC title game and they're going to be going to play a Super Bowl yeah, yeah. where we live. And right. so just to be able to see that, um, I have to admit, it was extremely difficult to contain myself because <laughs> <laughs> when I'm actually seeing the game unfold and you're sitting, you know how it is, right? When you're sitting yeah. next mm-hmm. to media. Mm-hmm can't be cheering in the press box right and so you're just sitting there and then you see like a strip sack yeah and you see (laughs) see von miller get another sack you're like okay all right so you really play cool play Play cool exactly you've been there before yeah um but inside you're just completely freaking out um but then the other one um was game seven 2016 finals between the warriors and Cavs. this is when the warriors had a 3-1 lead Mm -hmm. i had gone to cleveland for game six because the indication was that you know uh, our our station said okay well they're up 3-1 right Mm -hmm. game six back in cleveland all right let's see if they can close it out and so our coverage plan was that the warriors were going to be winning that and Mm -hmm. they're going to be coming home with Mm -hmm. the title Cavs force game seven back in the Bay Area. All right, the Warriors are going to be playing in Oracle Arena back in Oakland mm-hmm. before they have the Chase Center. Um, there's no way they lose this game. This right. is the team that set the record for the most wins. There's yeah. no way they lose this. And then to see how that game transpired, to see LeBron's block on Iguodala, to see yeah. Kyrie Irving's shot, and just to hear the entire crowd just kind of, you know, one of the things about being at these events is that you're really able to get a feel for how the crowd right. is sensing everything. And it just, it was such a high charged event. It was so something so like, it was very palpable. You could feel the tension in the room and you know, the Cavs go on to win. And that was a crazy memory because you know, that was, you think back about just the ripple effects of everything. Yeah. yeah. That was a game. That was a series that changed the entire trajectory of the NBA the Warriors lose that game. The next month, they get Kevin Durant for the next. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. None yeah. of us Warriors fans were ever expecting that. 
I didn't think Duran was ever going to come to us right. at all. And no one thought that. No one really knew where he was going to go. Well, exactly. It, well, that's because we think about the series against OKC that they just had, mm-hmm. where it's like there's all the talk about that the time period was there's no way Durant goes to the Warriors. Yeah, I can right. see Durant leaving, but not to the Warriors, not to this team. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that just sent, sent shockwaves through the league because, all right, so he signs with them in July of 2016, yep. and then the rest is history, and you just see kind of how all the dominoes transpired throughout. And it just it just really took the league to a whole different level because it just turned into, all right, well, how can we stack our teams now? Right, yeah. right. I mean – I mean, you see it now. It's absolutely like one with, thing. You know, that, speaking of KD, like oh, yeah. with the Nets, and or, yeah, it's like it's it's crazy. Well, because it turned yeah. into this whole big chess match, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it was all like the whole league is planning around how can they beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Teams restructured mm-hmm. their entire rosters because of that move. Yeah, um, feels good as Warriors fans. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, because you're in the middle of it, right? And you're just exactly. thinking like, okay, well, I mean, um, y- you think back to to those Rockets teams. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was, you know, James Harden and and Chris Paul who got close. Right. But it was all like, okay, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, just the Warriors were just too loaded. It is crazy the concept of these building super teams mm-hmm. and bringing all these stars together. Like at that point where we had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Right. And it it's just crazy how it, it's kind of shifted over the years where these teams are trying to bring in, you know, as many big names as they can get yep. and hopefully to win. Yeah. And a lot of the times it, it's it's not even about that. It, you know, you look at the Warriors and, you know, we, we didn't need Kevin Durant. We, right. we proved yeah. that over the yeah. season. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was a lot of the things they're like, oh, you guys won because you had Kevin Durant. And we're like, it, it's kind of that way of, you know, proving that you know you don't sometimes you don't need these guys yeah mm-hmm. didn't so. didn't uh didn't draymond green say that um in like one of the re- more recent pressers like after maybe game one or game two of the finals he's like you know we didn't need kd to win you know oh yeah mm-hmm. and no and, and they're and often started with um staff draymond is firmly entrenched and has been <laughs> and just in the position of like we never needed him in the first yeah. place yeah. okay and that that we saw that um you know just kind of See that relationship and just the entire roller coaster of that, um, and it, I mean, just you think back to that gate, the regular season game against the Clippers a few years ago when Durant mm-hmm. was still there. That's kind of what triggered the exit because there was all this talk that all right, there's no way Durant's going to be staying long term. Then yeah. they had the flip out, right? And yeah. just in front of everybody, then you saw the drama. You saw Draymond shouting at him, "We won before you. We never needed you." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's the most awkward moment. Right. Just watching. Yeah. <laughs> be, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then you just see how all the chess pieces move after that. I mean, Kawhi Leonard going to Toronto. Kawhi Leonard going mm-hmm. to the Clippers after yeah. that. LeBron, constantly constantly trying to restructure his roster based off of what the Warriors did. Totally. And so to be in the epicenter of that was just remarkable. Now, I do want to ask, you know, as a Warriors fan, one of the biggest regrets uh, that I kind of had was experiencing Oracle. Because, yes. you know, it's known for, you know, the fans, but just kind of how it's built too, oh, the yeah. shape of it. Everyone's voices kind of echo throughout the whole entire building. Yeah. It, it, it bugs other teams, yeah. you know, <laughs> playing in there. It's distracting, yeah. you know reporting there what was that like for you oh my gosh it was a complete mess i mean you know, <laughs> no just because okay i would say at the base level when you're reporting there you never knew if you were going to get a reliable live shot nowadays Ooh. in just how you know media and how technology has developed right 
live shots are determined by cell phone reception. Right. And yeah. so we always knew because Oracle would always be so crowded. We always knew our best window for live shots was, gosh, two and a half hours before the game. <laughs> when, the, when the doors aren't even open right. yet and you just have some guys shooting around here and there because nobody is in there. But then I always remember when we'd be doing live reports, and it was always during the Steph Curry shoot-around. Mm -hmm. You watch national coverage now. Every time Steph Curry is out there warming up, cameras are just locked in on right. him, shooting from half court, yeah. just going through his entire pregame routine. Yeah. But every time we do a live report there, yeah. you always risk that either I'd be super glitchy or we just lose the shot entirely. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so that was crazy. And to be, just be in the middle of, you know, when you're in the press area, you mm -hmm. are right in there. You're you're in a row right next to the stands, and yeah, so really. you're really yeah. yeah. And so you're really able to see, you know, when Oracle was still hosting the Warriors games, you're really able to see and just and feel the the all the emotions of the crowd. So, Mark, I had one last question for you about your time reporting for these, you know, major sports teams over there. Were there, you know, we we talked to Jim Mendoza, obviously former sports reporter himself, uh, and he was talking about some really cool guys yeah. he was able to oh. interview uh dick buckkiss yep. was uh, one of them magic magic was yeah. another one of them did you interview any people like that oh gosh i think back to um before the start of the 2016 season because the warriors were defending champions and so you know when you just have these teams drawing so much attention it create it draws all the national attention i will um the, the thing that stands out is just before the Warrior season started, uh, TNT right. had a press event beforehand, just kind of talking about the the upcoming season and their expectations. And so they brought the entire Inside the NBA crew. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley, uh, Shaq was there. Wow. Um, and then afterwards, you were able to have like a one-on-one -on -one interview with them. Wow. Oh, really? That, oh, my oh. gosh. Um, it, that, that really was just a, a phenomenal experience because, I mean, to talk with Charles Barkley, what you see on TV is just how he is when you're yeah. doing interviews with really? him because he's just so relaxed and he is at this stage of his career where – you see it. He'll just say anything and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. and he was open about you know even though he was in the Bay Area, he was open about well I don't think they're going to win the title. <laughs> yeah. like, I think I don't think they're the best team. Um, and then just talking with Shaq and Ernie Johnson is one of the nicest and most genuine people to talk with, and so that that really was a, a fun time. Jeez, that's that's so that's cool. a bucket list. And then also like and the other thing. one is. Um, you know, when he was first hired, I had an opportunity to have a sit-down interview with John Lynch, 49ers general manager. Yeah, yeah And yeah. Um, he seems on TV like a really uh, genuine and sincere guy, and he is just like that when you're talking wow. to him. Yeah, really, really cool guy. And, you know, one of those guys where, I mean – shake your hand, look you in the eye, and you don't feel like, you know, you're you're you know getting the run around. And so it, that was it was real cool to talk with him. All right, you know, we just kind of went down memory lane about your time covering some finals. The 2022 finals are going on right now yep. with the none other than the Golden State Warriors. Let's go. <laughs> They're back. Mm -hmm. 
All of a sudden, all these Warriors I know, fans I know, in Hawaii. I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> all of a sudden, I see a blue uh, Steph Curry jer- is it jersey on your desk. Yeah. All of a sudden. Oh, absolutely. I should have been wearing it now. <laughs> I should probably go get it. There's also <laughs> another team in the finals, Davis, before you rudely cut them, them off. The Boston about, Celtics right? are in the, yeah, are in the finals as well. Another vocal fan base. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, just kind of your thoughts of, you know, you've covered this team for a while, and, you know, they've had their struggles the last couple of years. Reminding Obviously Davis a of major that. Yeah. Golden State Warrior fan right here. Yeah. Well, the thing that stands out to me is it was so surprising that going into these playoffs and also to really coming out of the All-Star break, why still so many people like didn't have the Warriors in this spot already? Mm-hmm. Why all of a sudden Phoenix was just kind of anointed as like the best team and Phoenix was the one that's going to be making a run. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought that was so surprising because you just it's it's obvious. OK. Klay Thompson was going to come back. <laughs> yeah. This team was going to be intact again. That's what I'm saying, yeah. They had all this time to work through and find guys that can be contributors, whether that was going to be Andrew Wiggins. Jordan Poole has made an, an enormous leap. Oh, my God. Gary Payton's, uh, yeah. Gary Payton's son. Yeah. Uh, just a lockdown defender. And so I, I just – it was puzzling to me. When you listen to all this national commentary that the Warriors weren't in this spot, and of course Boston too, they have just a, a remarkable story as well. The fact that, you know, going into the All Star break, uh, going in, yeah, go, coming out of Christmas, yeah, they've just been on this 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 you know tear, yeah, yeah. and that that is a, a defense that is suffocating, um, and it's I don't know, it, it's a fascinating matchup from right. what we've seen so far. Going into Game One, that Warriors were gonna win in five. Mm-hmm. After game one, though, I see this going to seven. Yeah, I think I, this will go to this. I think as well. the intensity of both of these teams, at, w- which they're playing at, is unreal right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, both of them are just going at it. And, you know, usually the Warriors, when we go on the road, we at least win one. Right. So I'm confident that we can win one. I really don't think we're going to win the next two over in Boston. Yeah. Um, I really think it's going to come down to seven. Yeah, and, and, and I think defense is also going to be the difference. You know, one thing about the Warriors' trajectory and all of this, and you look at the teams that each team has played, you know, to get to this point. Um, Golden State went through Denver without Jamal Murray. They went through Memphis that had John Morant temporarily, and he was out for the rest of the, se- yeah. of the series. And then a Dallas team that, I don't know, many feel that <laughs> Dallas shouldn't have even been there in the first place. Yeah. Um, and so this is a test right now where they're facing a deep, Boston team that has a lot of length and could present a lot of different matchup difficulties. Mm-hmm. At the same token, Boston's path to the finals has been amazing. Uh, I mean, right. the fact that they get through Miami, they beat them in Miami, um, Giannis, and they played the Nets. Um, but the thing about Boston is they haven't seen a shooting team like the Warriors. And there are times yep. where we've seen this so many times over the years. Over the years, where you play a Warriors team, and even if you ha- no lead is ever safe against them, and mm-hmm. there are times where mm-hmm. it just looks overwhelming, and teams just can't do anything about it. I had the same feeling watching Game One, that when the Warriors went on their run in the third quarter, I was like, okay, well that's Paul. There's no way the Boston's coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so I, I mean, gosh, it's just the. I think a big thing too is just how physical it's going to be allowed to get, because if Draymond Green is allowed to get an early technical foul <laughs> oh to whatever God. he wants for the rest of the game. Yeah. Okay, well, f- that's going to set the tone. But if they go to Boston, he gets a tech, and he's still doing that. I yeah. don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. would he get ejected? I, t- a, I honestly don't know. There's so many different just sub-layers. Of Every yeah. time I see him 
foul and then he starts arguing with the ref i'm like oh god Draymond, right. come on man right. I'm like don't do that just step away just step away right but there's it's precedent like, for that where it's yeah, like yeah. are the are the finals referees really going to make a decision to eject Draymond green from a finals game because they saw the long-term ramifications of something like that yeah um when you yeah. think about the 3-1 series against cleveland mm-hmm. and okay he gets suspended for game five that's when Cle- i mean no. We go. Th- we can go through all. Of them. <laughs> we yeah, can go yeah. through all of them, right? Right. Oh, no, man. I. I mean, it's it's gonna be a tough one for the Warriors. You know, I, that that's what I'm looking at, and you know, the Celtics they really have built up to this built up this team to get to this point, right? This has been a lot of cool insight. Yeah. Talking to you, Mark. Thank you for having you. We appreciate it. Started your career, your time in California, your amazing coverage on a fantastic NBA team. And um, that, you know, is probably going to win. But um, (laughs) now he's back home. Now you're back home. Covering covering UH. Was it a big shift? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I was happy to move into news. I always wanted to get, you mm-hmm. know, to get back into news. And so, yeah, I'm very thankful for the opportunity, the fact that, you know, to to be anchoring um, when we launched our 4 o'clock newscast. And so, yeah, it's there's nothing like being back home. So it's awesome. We have our family here. Um, we have a ton of babies. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, yeah, no, it's good to be back home. Yeah, how cool. Uh, yeah, how cool is that to just be able to come back um, not just to get into news, but to launch a brand new, you know, hour-long show. Oh, I mean, it was it was a whirlwind um, because you know we have we have the show starting up, and then we moved back, and my wife is pregnant with our twin boys, and so it was yeah, a lot of life happened when we came right. back, and so yeah, it's um it's been amazing. You forgot a part of that, Kyle. It's oh, an yeah. Emmy award-winning that's right. show. That's, that's right. right. Yes, yeah. we won award it in our first winning. year. Yes, so. <laughs> That's yeah. so awesome! Thank you for that, Davis. I mean, <laughs> I got you. I got he you. has he has an Emmy Award. We have we have a podcast. I think it's true. He he outweighs us yeah. a little bunch. bit. A little bit. All right. Thank you so much again for coming on our show, Mark. Thank you. To listen, <laughs> to listen to this episode, you can head to wherever you get the rest of our Hawaii News Now podcast, and to watch, you can head over to our YouTube channel. Thank you. Aloha.